Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Everybody live from Chicago, welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness, and wellness, brought to you by Global Schoolwear, school uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review, LER, and MVP Parent Magazines, UK Health Radio. Hey, physical therapists out there, happy National Physical Therapist Month, you guys. And gals are invaluable. We've got a great doubleheader today. Uh, the former Australian rock star uh, and the information uh, specialist, Michelle Blood, uh, wasn't able to make it. And Joel Franco has jumped in. Joel Franco, as many of our listeners know, is the creator of the upcoming documentary that we've talked about for a long time, Where Our Children Play, The Challenge of Youth Sports. He's the co-founder of Chesapeake Films. And, uh, hey, Joel, welcome back to the Sports Doctor. Welcome. Good to be back. Thank you. Give us some background on you, Chesapeake Films, and the whole documentary uh, idea. Well, um, our documentary, Where Children Play, The Challenge of Youth Sports, is a documentary about really the change of culture uh, that we're going through right now around the world, not just here in the U.S., but around the world, and how we have kind of gone away from focusing on kids and what kids want um, with their sporting and playing sports. Um, our The whole point of what we're trying to do is to show how the system is broken but we can fix it, and we know how, and we will fix it, and things will we improve. Are fixing it, yes. Yep, I've, I've exactly. Been it to, yeah, I've been fixing it for 25 years. It would take a few weeks on the sports doctor. <laughs> uh, you know, you're a sports dad. And, again, yes. you know, we're talking about everything from the well-understood, overzealous, ranting, raving parents to the epidemic. It's why I co-authored the book, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, the epidemic of youth sports, overuse injuries, both physically and mentally. And the way out of balance in a lot of ways, it's become such a big, big business. Every time I've had Joel on the, on the show, uh, we talk about it. And I think we're going back, it's got to be three, four years or so. Just give it, isn't it something like that, Joel? Three years? Yeah, four years, I yes. think. Yes, and, and when I first spoke to Joel about this whole world, and he talked about the, $14 billion a year youth sports business. And when I would talk to him as this thing's been developing over the years, of course, interrupted dramatically by the pandemic, you know, we do radio show and Joel said, you know, the 15, $16 billion a year youth sports business. And now we're up to 20 something billion dollars a year <laughs> by the time this thing comes out. It's a big business. It's got all sorts of problems. And again, we've made great progress. And I think starting what you just mentioned, the importance that it's about the kids, mm -hmm. and we have to keep that in mind 
just a couple of weeks ago, I had people on. We were talking about the difficulty. We talk about it in our interviews on the documentary of the, the, the problem getting referees and umpires at all ages. They, don't, they, they just don't want to put up with the abuse. Uh, so uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience as a coach and, and uh, some of the different bullet points that you're trying to bring across uh, in, in the uh, documentary, Joe. Well, like I said, it mostly starts with the change of how we view our culture and how we behave, not just as parents, but as coaches and as people in general. Um, you know, it's like one of those things that we kind of, if we don't set our uh, parameters as a club, as a family, as a sport, um, parents will kind of go run wild with it. Um, so we really have to establish certain ways that behavior is accepted and what behavior is not accepted. Um, and if we do that, most people will follow it. And that's the part that it's kind of bizarre to me how easy it is to set uh, behavior uh, rules, if you will. Yeah, and yet but, for you know, some, the whatever more, reason, the more serious you're, the more serious your son or daughter is. And I'm talking anywhere from the ages of 10 and up. I, I have 10-year-olds who skate 10 days a week, the world of figure skating. And to recently, Joel, the team doctor, frequent guest of mine of the Yankees, uh, Dr. Chris Ahmad, just a week ago had a post talking about the majority of Tommy John's surgery he's doing yep. is high school and college baseball players. Wow. So the point of the pressures financially, again, physically and mentally, uh, uh, and uh, uh, the you know recreational side of things, to have a good time, the fun, I think it's, it, it's a great situation. Um, but, you know, you have the Little League World Series. It's on TV for two weeks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it's, 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 yes, a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I mean, I know of a kid who is 10 years old and just had foot surgery, you know, because he practices seven days a week. He plays seven days a week soccer. And I'm like, he's 10 years old and he's already having foot surgery. Uh, and not because he got hurt. The fact that, uh, yes, we, we talk a lot, uh, again, and we talk a lot about it in the documentary, the challenge of specialization. Mm -hmm. uh, every doctor, every sports medicine person does not want specialization. We want kids to play a lot of different sports, have different experiences, use different parts of the body. However, uh, and you're in it, the world. Well, you know, one of my chapters in the book I call the prodigy sports. Again, think gymnastics or figure skating or ballet, even tennis and soccer, where you have 10, 11, 12-year-old boys or girls. This is all they want to do. They don't want to play other sports, and we got to get off, you know, trying to scream and rant and rave about it, and understand that that's a whole other different challenge. And uh, the uh, how, well, how long have you been a sports dad, my friend? Uh, it feels like forever. Uh, when I used to have <laughs> money, you know, when I used to have money and uh, I could go on vacation when I want, and now I'm like, now I'm poor. <laughs> um. No, it's been at least, what, seven years? Okay. And, again, so you see, and you also traveled internationally um, with yes. your, uh, uh, was it your son and daughter? 
My son, yes. Yes. Okay, where you went, I think you played in Spain, I think, or you played, and you got a chance to taste some of the, of course, you're an Italian guy, you you grew up in different cultures of sports, and you were impressed with the uh, international flavor uh, with some of the different challenges that you were in the middle of, weren't you? Absolutely. It was fascinating to see the differences. I loved the differences. Um, and in many ways, I would love for my kids to have that opportunity to do and go and play over there rather than play over here. Um, because it's a different kind of pressure. They just focus on, I mean, there's no perfect, and don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, now, they're no less serious. You know, you have all our sports are filled with international athletes, and it's no yeah. less intense. It, it, oh, it's, no, it's uh, very you know, intense. Yeah. It, however, it seems to be, whether it's the communication, Joel, between the coaches and parents, or whether it's the communication with parents and their own children, you know, the famous uh, uh, late great sports psychologist, Jim Vicker, who shared my radio show for about five years in the 90s, he had some bullet points for sports parents. And the first one was, don't be a critic. Exactly. And the second, the second bullet point was, uh, be a good listener. You know, again, to try to, let's not analyze everything your son or daughter is doing right after the game. And I, it's interesting, where do you see some of the positive differences that you would say something like, you feel uh, that maybe you'd rather your, your, your son play soccer there than here, understanding the different pressures? What stood out to you, Joel? Mostly the way the relationship between parents and kids uh, and the club itself where my son played. My daughter was supposed to play, but unfortunately she couldn't make it. Um, it was much more drop off the kids, parents leave. There was very few, you know, a couple of parents just stood around just to kind of look, you know, just to look a little bit. But there was no, like, chirping from the sideline because it's not allowed, for How example. How about during the games? Ah, it's not allowed. How about during You're, the games? Very little. Um, very, very little. Better uh, behavior. Now, better behavior, but again, this was a full academy playing. That so wasn't yeah, like the serious, typical. Serious, serious kids. Yeah, it was like a serious thing. So I'm not, you know, I don't have a reference, I'm sure, and I've heard that in other games it's just as noisy and just as bad as here sometimes. Right. But in what's that particular place, uh, environment. What's the site? I know you do a lot on Amazon. What's the best place to find out and see some of the different um, uh, pieces of um, where our children play uh, that people can go to to find out more about the upcoming documentary? Well, of course, our website is number one. They can either go to chessfilms.com or they can go to whereourchildrenplay.org. So they can find out everything that we're doing and uh, everything we're working on. Now as you're well expanding as for that too. Uh, you guys, well, the the young gal who's working with you in the world of sports performance and injury prevention. Um, yes. What's her, what's her name again? Shalane Miller. Right, and, and uh, uh, who was on with me was on the radio X amount of time ago. So you're looking to provide services, and I'm very excited about that. I'm glad to participate in helping sports, parents, coaches, and whatever, pay attention uh, to uh, uh, all sorts of areas. Again, preventing injury, paying attention to things that matter. 
Uh, that's going to be a big part of your um, inclusion, isn't it? It is, because it's all about, again, it goes back to the kids. Our program is intended for kids uh, to make their own programs, if you will. So they work with uh, with us, and Shalane in particular, that where she makes a program uh, that fits the child age, first of all, uh, schedule, which is also very important these days with kids who are overscheduled all the time, uh, and most importantly with where they are physically and mentally, and, and this is key to us, uh, from a nutritional point of view. And the idea is not to tell kids, okay, you have to do 10 push-ups or you have to eat bananas, but it is to explain and work together with them with what they have to do. By an example would be like, say, yes, for example, I a child... was a big fan for years when I go back to the world of figure skating. As everybody knows, the 2010 men's Olympic gold medalist, Evan Lysacek, Grew up in uh, Naperville, Illinois. I put orthotics in his skates as a 10-year-old. I'm still putting orthotics in skates as a 10-year-old. The kids are doing double jumps uh, in, in that uh, regard. So many times, again, you were talking about situations with these kids who, who, whatever their sport, whatever their age, many times don't have more time to go to gyms, many times no. to take part. So a smart uh, home program keyed yep. in to what uh, – what their age is, what their sport is, what their level is, uh, exactly. uh, makes big, big sense. Uh, you know, is, 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 is your young athlete in the best shoe, you know, for their particular sport, et cetera? Or, you know, like we talk about uh, in my book, I talk about the two essential exercises for these kids to include strengthen those. I don't care what their sport is, what their age is. Strengthen the feet and ankles, work on balance and stability. Uh, and the, it could be done very, very simply. The point mm-hmm. is, like we've always talked about, right, Joe, the awareness of the challenge, solid education, making some positive um, differences is really what the uh, documentary is really all about and it's at, at mm-hmm. its core. Uh, uh, give us a little bit of quickie information on Chesapeake Films. Well, we're a production company, obviously, and... Uh, so far, one of the things we have worked on is documentaries about uh, people that are challenged, and then they come out on the other side about, like, for example, this documentary that we're working on, um, where we want to change things. We're trying to make a difference in the world and at least show where there is a problem and how we can fix it and what we can do to fix it. Uh, because of the youth sports, we know what we need to do. Uh, unfortunately, there are too many people that like their money, and so they, they make it harder for all of us to change yes. things. But there are a lot of people who Give want to change. Give us the site again, Joe. Give me quickly the site again that people find out about the documentary quickly. Whereourchildrenplay.org or chessfilms.com. And, of Great. course, on you know, social Joe media. Joe Franco, the creator of the whole... Uh, program. We're so involved with him since the beginning, and I, we will continue to have him come back, update us on what's going on. Hold on, Joe. Revive guy, everybody. It's the Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Weil, the Sports Doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book co-written with Sharky Zartman, hashtag Hey Sports Parents. 
an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, what's the, what are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, welcome back. It's the Sports Doctor, live from Chicago. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. I want to welcome Tasha Hayes, textile technologist. She's a fabric specialist. She's an inventor and an entrepreneur. She's a co-founder of Hurdle Apparel Socks. Tasha, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Hi, how are you? I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, I've uh, been uh, wearing your socks on my walks. I like them a lot. Tasha, give us some background on yourself leading up to your co-founding of um, Hurdle. Sure. I actually grew up in the textile industry. My father owned one of the oldest running cotton gins in the world until he retired it in the 90s. Um, I started my career at Tommy Hilfiger in New York City. and I was in no, I'm Tommy not. Hilfiger. Was... That's my my son's the CEO of School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> You're kidding! It's a um, small he's on world. next week. He's on next week. I'll connect you. <laughs> I would I would love to be connected, but that's where I started my career, and I went on to have my own collection um, of of bridal actually that sold in Saks Fifth Avenue and a lot of other department stores and boutiques. And then after I had, I had twins and after I had them, I took a little bit of time off. And when I was ready to return um, to the workplace, a, a company called Spanx was starting and it was a really small company at the time. And they were looking for a product person and I was the first product person they hired. And I was there for almost 10 years, and they recently were sold to Blackstone for, I think, over a billion dollars. But it's a real success story. But I ran their creative team, design team, their technical design team, and their R&D for many years. 
And then I left and I started a textile company called Burr. It's B-R-R-R.com. And we license um, our cooling technology to different companies. So bedding companies, apparel companies, many different um, companies that produce consumer soft goods. And while I was running that company with my co-founder, I was recruited by an institute at MIT, which was an advanced fiber and fabrics institute as their chief product officer. And we took advanced fibers and fabrics and tried to commercialize those or use them in, um, in apparel and in products for the Department of Defense. And it was a grant um, partly by the Department of Defense, the um, MIT, um, Mass- the state of Massachusetts. And then after five years, it really started to focus on warfighter uniforms and things like that. And my passion is consumer products. So it wasn't a great fit for me anymore. And I started consulting. And when I was consulting, Taylor Motter, who, who is the original founder of Hurdle Apparel found me because I'm a circular knitting expert and I started working with him and I really believed in what he was doing and so I helped him invent Hurdle Socks and joined him as co-founder and I'm also an investor in the company just because I believe in the product so much. You know, fabric technology, quote unquote, come a long way, baby. (laughs) <laughs> to say the least. It has come a uh, long way. It still has a long way to go, but it has come a long way. I remember Niken, the famous Japanese company with all the different magnets and their far-infrared technology fabric, which uh, uh, cooled yes. a hot area and, and uh, warmed a, uh, a cold area. It was interesting. Well, compression technology and all of these different areas, uh, and the idea, again, of uh, the value of fabrics, whether it is in whisking away perspiration, whether we can mix that in with supportive type structures, uh, and I mean, heck, look what copper fit you know is done. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and uh, it's just unbelievable. You're talking again about about con- consumer products. Um, what do you find special about A to Z with the the hurdle socks and and what technology? you guys have incorporated? Well, these are the first socks that actually They're have They're left and a... right, which interests me. I thought that was <laughs> very interesting. Yes, yeah, so they're ergonomically correct. You know, our left Bingo. foot is different than our right foot, right? And the inside of the sock has a unique proprietary microgravity matrix, we call it, which is made from a polymer, and it actually absorbs um, the weight of your body. It helps distribute the weight. It helps reduce injuries. It provides a cushion unlike, you know, cushions from extra padding from natural yeah, or yeah, synthetic it's interesting, fiber. you know, Tasha, the, the whole world of alignment orthotics is what I've been about for, I don't know, give or take four and a half de- decades in all sorts of different sports. Uh, you know, and the, the taping technologies, other kinds of supportive technologies, shoe uh, technology, and the idea that, again, that the fabric can uh, pay attention to that, I think right. is very, very exciting uh, uh, as, as far as at least being helpful uh, in the area of, um, you know, activity-related software. That's right, and this is a product that, 
that we all, most of us, use every day. It's not something extra that we're putting on. It's, it's a product in our, in our drawers that looks the same and feels the same as your normal sock that you would put on, which makes this extremely special and simple. What's the website people can find out about Hurdle? Hurdleapparel.com. That's H-U-R-D-L-E-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. You know, what's interesting also, Tasha, is, again, the medical community, the sports medical community, the performance, even the activity um, uh, community, uh, wearables, you know, again, that whole world, such a big deal. And uh, the idea, again, with this, uh, you know, fabric or or textile technology um, and the, uh, uh, what was the area at MIT that they were paying such attention to? Um, There were different, they were advanced fibers, so fibers that had semiconductors in them or um, had active technology versus passive technology. And my partner actually is... um, Dr. Yoel Fink, who is a material scientist at MIT and has a company called International Fabric Machines, which he was the founder of this institute at MIT. And he, they are at, this company is actually putting computers into fibers now. Computers that... Future, that, future guest, yeah. Tasha. Future guest. <laughs> That's right. He Absolutely. Would be a, great future a, guest. a, a future yes. guest. Again, these, these areas... Uh, again, of um, uh, uh, you know, performance fabric, uh, preventative, enhancing. Uh, you know, there's a, like for instance, support hose has been around for a million years. Uh, yeah. And the uh, but you know, again, the combining you know other parts of the fabric or the interest of the um, technologies, I think, is a uh, uh, an exciting area uh, when it comes to um, you guys. Have, are there any dress socks with you guys? We are prototyping dress socks, and we hope to launch those by the beginning of next year. What were you involved with with Tommy Hilfiger? I was, listen, it was my first job out of college. I was an assistant merchandiser in their young men's division. So, I, you know, merchandisers are the people that look at what's selling, what's not selling, what's the white space, and that's where I was introduced to the fashion industry was in their merchandising department. Interesting. You know, again, as my, my son is the CEO of, of uh, Global Schoolwear, School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. So when you mentioned that, it just rang a, uh, <laughs> so rang a, 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 great, a, a great bell in that regard. And the uh, yeah. inventor, um, what are some of the things you've been involved with in, in the world of invention? Well, I have about 12 different patents, and one of them is a really interesting um, technology. It's actually an optical fabric, an optical code that we, we engineered woven fabrics to we, uh, we weave what you would probably call a barcode into fabric and each segment of the fabric is unique and it can actually connect to an app it can connect to your phone so you can sounds very conceptual but if you looked up looks i think it's called looks by a foa l-o-o-k-s 
by AFFOA. How would this it, be a site with this? With, with the, it's not like you're wearing glasses with this technology, right? No. What, is no, that, no, no. what, what are you talking about? So you would, if, okay, you would download the Looks app. You would open up the app, point your camera at the piece of fabric, and whatever information I have put on that piece of fabric would be shown on the viewer's phone. So it is okay. actually a digitally connected fabric, and the way it's connected is not through wires, through an optical code, because a barcode, a QR code, is an optical code. Yes. Right? And the, yes. You know, getting back to hurdle socks, the idea of including left and right um, in your perspective, um, talk about that a little. Well, we engineered the polymer matrix specifically to fit around the ball and the, and the, the size of your foot shape on the ball and the heel. And those are, are different from your left and to your right. We have different thicknesses in certain areas on each foot in our microgravity matrix. So it, it wouldn't wear well if we just made one sock either left or right. We specifically engineered each side to, to fit the way your foot is shaped and padded on, on your left and your right. Uh, again, you know, that's interesting you know, because of the, the uh, biomechanics, especially in the activity world. Um, in your particular socks, are they oriented towards any particular sports in general? What are the categories with hurdles? So we really focus on people who are on their feet often for different reasons. It could be a nurse who's standing on her feet all day, a school teacher who's standing on her yes. feet. It could be an amateur runner who's running their first 10K. Um, it could be someone who walks, who hikes. Our founder... We're going to talk um, more about that, uh, Tasha. We're talking with Tasha Hayes, the co-founder of Hurdle uh, Apparel, uh, and we are going to be right back. It is the Sports Doctor. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention 
I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctors in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago. We're back. We're talking with Tasha Hayes, uh, co-creator of um, Hurdle Socks, and we're talking about some of the, the myriad of things that go into it in the world of technology, whether it's the particular areas of padding, whether it's paying attention um, to left and right. Um, the breathability of seed has always been a big deal. The antibacterial effect, antifungal effect, that we pay so much attention to in podiatry. Um, uh, how does that mix in with your fabric technology, Tasha? Our fibers on the sock are a mix of synthetic and natural fibers, so they combine a quick dry and a wicking technology that you know moves moisture away from the sock, so that helps prevent any bacteria or odor growing on the sock. You know, as well as different materials and fabrics, the world of blisters <laughs> over the years, uh, again, whether it's in an athletic event or what you mentioned, I think was a very important inclusion right before the break. When you're talking about uh, people who were on their feet all day, workers, outdoor workers, again, uh, that we took, we used the example of, of nurses. Again, we were interested in um, uh, fabrics and or styles that can be as, as supportive as uh, possible. Um, and what's been your feedback so far in, uh, in, in the um, uh, male and female uh, side of things with fitability of your socks? We have, we've gotten very positive feedback. We've had no issues on fit. I mean, we, we size our socks, small, medium, large, so we have a variety of sizes, so it's not like a one-size-fits-all because they are more precisely engineered than a tube sock and uh, specific one-size socks on the market. And we have a very, you know, we're in the early stages. Um, we've been around almost a year and we've had tremendous positive feedback, recurring customers, very, very low, well below any industry standard of return rate. So we feel like we've gotten our fit um, down and the customer is very satisfied. How about the adolescent world as far as sizes are concerned? Or under You kids? mean like larger socks? No, smaller. I'm talking about for your 11-year-old or your 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 10-year-old. And uh, when you're talking about small, well, um, how's the fitability with kids? We currently don't offer children sizes, but that is on our product yeah. roadmap. Yeah. So you well, could, you know, we the high school athlete, a- of course, would have the high yes. school athlete, of course, would be able to fit into a lot of your uh, uh, different sizes. Absolutely. And, uh, what, are you, what are you looking for in your world of uh, technology and fabric, um, uh, all these areas? What are you looking for in the eventual, if you're going to include something in a dress sock, what do you think would make a lot of sense as far as improvement to what's available? Well, I think a dress sock that also has what performance socks in them would be a game changer. You know, dress socks, 
you, you want you want a sock that probably is a little longer. It's a full you know calf length. It's thinner, but but we're missing the performance side of that. So hurdle is going to combine the dress sock world with the performance world, which is a white space in the market. Uh, yes, it, it really, really is. And again, the uh, idea of um, all sorts of different supportive wear. Again, like I mentioned earlier, the world of um, uh, compression socks has been around uh, for a long, long time, and they're still very iffy, which is what the most effective way, how much compression, uh, uh, depending on different kinds of uh, conditions. You know, one of the biggest areas of concern is the diabetic world, that scourge where we're dealing with uh, all sorts, again, of uh, fabrics that can be protective and, and like you mentioned, could be uh, on the performance side or the supportive side. Correct. Yes. We, we um, are exploring compression socks that, that incorporates our technology, and that also is something that's on our product roadmap but have not um, started developing yet. Geez, we came up with nine different ideas for you guys, just in, the, uh, <laughs> in a show and a half. That's what I told Taylor. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yes. Uh, again, the idea of um, along with um, the uh, a difference in the male and female um, foot sometimes is another area. We've seen that develop in the shoe uh, world uh, where, you know, you, the young female athlete had to wear a boy's size whatever it was, it wasn't, there still really is not that really, really specificity in that regard, let alone uh, the idea of performance socks and, 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 you know, the idea of uh, any difference male to female. Right, and this is why we size our socks different than most sock companies because we do believe that, I mean, we, we all have different size feet. The male foot is different than the female foot. And, you know, I have a big foot, <laughs> but, you know, my closest, dearest friend has the smallest, tiniest foot, and we can't, you know, she sometimes has to downsize the children's sizing, and, and unfortunately, sometimes I jump to men's sizes. So Hurdle is offering a, a more, a wider range of um, specifics on foot sizes for men and women. Yeah, you guys got to come out with a pickleball sock. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll help you with it. Yes. You know, uh, and we're coming again of the, you know, people, again, trying to be as active as they possibly could be, um, trying again to deal with all sorts of different postural problems. And the fact that socks also could include the performance end, I think, is a very exciting niche for the most part. I think it's been neglected. I agree. I agree. I think hurdle is one step forward in, you know, um, increasing some of the challenges that people have in, in their posture or in, in foot pain or, um, in general. Yes. And we're talking so much about the idea, uh, again, whether it's people on their feet all day or whether, again, we're talking about uh, dealing with all sorts of circulatory problems and other situations that get in the way of people being able to spend that kind of time on their feet or run a hundred miles a week or play on different sports teams or try to be staying active, whether they're on the pickleball court or whether they're out uh, on the golf course. 
in order to That's be able right. to include include uh, that uh, side of not only that the material is high tech um, in preventing fungal involvement and enhancing sweat uh, interaction, but also you know being supportive. I think is a uh, is a very very good idea. And again, it's going to be interesting to see the continued feedback of. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm semi-guessing whether there was any other left or right sock. Am I right on there, that? <laughs> no, there there has been other left really? and right socks. Yes, there there have. Been. I, I know there's I know there's a left right shoe. <laughs> yeah, there's a left right shoe, but there have been other left right socks in the market, but not like hurdle socks. And one thing I want to add about hurdle socks is. I like to wear my hurdle socks when I'm not on my feet as much as I like to wear them when I am on my feet because they are so soft and supple and people are really shocked by that, by that comfort. Well, you know, you know, comfort's a big deal. So even if it's a mild, mild, mild compression type massage, because again, it's positioning the foot. Uh, that that could be a help, helpful area. Um, you know, we'll have to have you come back as you're inventing one situation after another. Uh, Tasha, give me again the uh, website people could find out more about Hurdle. It is hurdleapparel.com. I don't know if Hurdle, you want me to spell it. Yeah, hurdleapparel.com. H-U-R-D-L-E-A-P-P-A-R-L-E.com. Great stuff, Tasha. Thanks okay. so much for joining us. Hold yeah. on. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doctor. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, Come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, Check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is The Sports Doctor is in segment where we preview some of our never-ending great guests and topics. Uh, we add a little Bob Guy to wisdom, and we answer some emails. Great show coming up next week. Scott Clark, 
chiropractic physician. He spent over a decade on the uh, pro tennis tour taking care of some of these players. Uh, we did a few referrals with him, great stories. Um, now he's doing some things in the work world. I think one of, uh, I think, I think it might be Dr. Pepper. And then my son Adam Weil is coming back and we're going to talk about school uniforms, the great role that school uniforms play, uh, in some of these schools, taking the pressure off these kids on who's wearing what in the whole world of, um, anti-bullying is one of the topics that we talk about besides some of the great styling um, that they have represented, the excitement of their new 80,000-square-foot warehouse outside of Milwaukee. Uh, so great show the following week. The uh, prominent neurosurgeon, um, Dr. Hadney, will be coming back and talking about the world of concussions, everything involved. Then we've got some sports pharmacy with Jessica Beal Stahl, that incredible area of uh, drugs, pharmaceutical world, and its relationship with sports. Bob Guida, you know, uh, always paid big attention to the mini trampoline. You know, Guida was all about balance and stability, uh, enhancing it, using it to rehab, using it for the best athletes in the world or their grandmothers. And he loved looking at the mini trampoline like a clock. And if you were standing with your right foot at 3 o'clock, tilting you in, pronation forces were involved. And the stabilizers to help uh, combat that. If I moved you over with your right foot to 9 o'clock, the forces were opposite. 12 and 6 o'clock also, let alone standing in the middle and demanding the stabilizers of all your joints and systems to turn on to counteract those forces. And what was always great, my great memories are watching some of these athletes on mini trams, whether they had a hockey stick in their hands, a tennis racket, a baseball bat, a glove, and he was firing balls at them or whatever in order to, to work both barefoot as well as in their sports shoes. Great stuff. Some emails. James says, I'm a 60-year-old walker. My heels hurt. You know, James, still today, one of the most common problems I see is that plantar fasciitis, inflammation of the attachment of the plantar fascia, large band of fiber that attaches the toes to the heel, inflammation, irritation where it attaches to the heel on the bottom of the heel. Sometimes associated with heel spurs, you're in that age category. Sometimes not where the uh, heel attachment responds to chronic inflammation. Every step we take, we pull on the plantar fascia, let alone running and jumping. Great news is almost always we can deal with this very conservatively. See a podiatrist big time and get, get attention to you know, the role of custom orthotics, proper shoes, your individual foot type. In general, um, uh, sometimes icing, anti-inflammatory medicine over the counter, taking a couple Advil a few times a day, maybe giving some rest to you walking for a couple of weeks, uh, all the parts of calming down. Plantar fasciitis, the most common condition in active people at all ages. Gosh, I've seen it in podiatry over the decades. Tim says, my 10-year-old daughter 
uh, is a uh, figure skater. She's got bumps on the inside underneath her ankles that are starting to bother her. It's a common problem, Tim. One of the most common I see in the world of figure skating and or hockey uh, is the irritation of the head of the um, navicular bone, uh, and which sometimes sticks out, sometimes can cause irritation. And what we want you to do is get the boot fitter, whoever fit your daughter, to punch that area out, make a window. Sometimes we'll pad it and pay big attention to orthotics. I've been using orthotics for this problem forever with great success either when the bumps themselves were present and they didn't hurt or they were bothersome because one of the major tendons of the foot angle, the posterior tibial tendon, which is the muscle on the back of the calf, runs down the inside of the uh, lower leg and runs right around that area. Tendonitis of that area is one of the big problems of irritation. The good news is we can control it dramatically by combining uh, uh, punching out that area and looking big time at including ideally custom orthotics. Um, Over-the-counter um, uh, foot joy sometimes we'll use or uh, uh, the um, other kinds of shoals or super feet, uh, but we can deal with that problem. Jerry says I'm a 40-year-old runner. I've been diagnosed with neuroma. How safe are cortisone injections? You know, Jerry, the cortisone injections, when used properly, are very, very safe. They're a very aggressive way to calm something down. They're not my first choice many times when we're dealing with neuroma, which is an inflamed and large nerve trunk, usually at the, in the ball of the foot between the third and fourth toe. Oh, very common in that area. And when that nerve starts getting in the way, we can see symptoms like numbness, stinging pain, cramping. Uh, someone might say, you know, I feel like my sock is always bunched up under my toes. Uh, and uh, if, if it's as much of a problem, we used to think decades ago that the only answer was surgery. That is not the only answer. We've had great success with orthotics. And often we'll see a physical therapy, maybe a few sessions with uh, uh, ultrasound treatment uh, uh, or maybe a heat treatment or electric current that physical therapy might do. If that's not very effective, then a cortisone injection can be dramatically helpful. Um, and, but we wouldn't repeat that for uh, a good certain amount of months. We might want somebody, if they're getting cortisone injection, no more than maybe three a year, few months in between. But I have found it to be very safe, uh, very rare that we would see uh, any kind of problematic response be besides maybe some soreness or whatever uh, at the injection site. So no problem. Very, very helpful today. There are, are regenerative uh, things that are used um, that we might find uh, uh, effective in, in the injection uh, area. Uh, but conservative, if your doctor's first recommendation is a surgical problem, uh, get another opinion. We want to continue to talk about all the great stuff in uh, the book I co-authored with uh, Hall of Fame volleyballer Sharky Zartman, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, where we pay big attention to the epidemic of youth sports overuse injuries. It's a big problem. We talked about that with my first guest, Joel Franco, the creator 
again, of the upcoming documentary, uh, Where Our Children Play. And uh, we pay big, big attention to the fact that, again, an epidemic, youth sports is a big business. The more serious your son or daughter is, the more we can run into problems. Whether it's physical injuries or mental pressure, pressure to play, living on over-the-counter pain medicine because things hurt, because of overscheduling or overdoing it. So it is a, a, uh, a big challenge, and we want to talk about that. All areas, we have eight different experts in the third section of the book talking about nutrition, physical training, mental training, coaching, parenting. Uh, we have my section, the sports doctors in. What's the best shoe regarding sports? What about your son or daughter's foot type? What about orthotics? How beneficial they could be? How important is strengthening the feet and ankles? All of these areas we get into. We talk about, again, the world of concussions. We have a lot of expertise on that. It's such a big deal. Um, the world of mental health. It's a bigger deal today than it ever was when we're talking, again, the world of youth sports. You know, the um, uh, uh, frequent guest of mine, the, the team doctor of the Yankees, the team doctor of the uh, Bulls, Bulls and White Sox, uh, Yankees, Dr. Chris Ahmad, Bulls and White Sox, um, uh, Dr. Brian Cole, talking about the, the uh, Tommy John surgery being done on high schoolers. Wow, you know, the famous ex-Yankees pitcher, the prominent author, got a new book coming out, uh, Lou Vickery. His pitching coach with the Yankees was Whitey Ford. He had a great show called uh, Lou, uh, Lou Vickery, uh, uh, Lou in the Morning, in the Panhandle, in the uh, uh, Alabama, Florida area. And For years, I did a once a month with him, the sports doctors, and we talked about overuse. Baseball, of course, was a big topic. And the arm problems in these kids or the knee problems in the volleyballers or the shoulder problems in the swimmers or the foot ankle problems in the figure skaters. So, again, hashtag hey, sports parents it's on Amazon. I uh, can't believe it's four and a half years ago, man. Time flies. Um, again, happy physical therapist month. Last month was fruits and veggies month. Hey, every every month is something else. See you next month. Thanks, everybody. It's the Sports Doc.